Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stands. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, the Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. The Kings defeat the Washington Wizards tonight, 132-118. Domas Sabonis goes for 30, almost a 30-point triple-double. No Trey Lyles tonight, no Kevin Herter tonight. Porzingis misses the game with a non-COVID-related illness. Light the effing beam, Calvin. Light Keep it beam. lit. Happy Saturday. How's Keep your day lit. going? Happy Saturday. It's going great, man. How about you? So far, so good. Yeah. Just been cruising today. Watch, watch some basketball, which was a lot of fun. I was bummed after missing the past couple games. It was good to watch the game today. And, of course, always good to watch a Kings victory. Yeah. It's uh, becoming normalcy. It's so weird. It's so weird. And, and I actually got to listen, because we started the show a little bit later today, I got to listen to a couple awesome King Spaces on Twitter Spaces. So shout out to Cowbell Talk. Really enjoyed uh, listening to them today and, and hearing some of their insights. Gave me a lot to talk about and a lot of things that I want to mention today on the show. But first off, before we get started, Calvin, we got to talk about all of our royal family members. Calvin, you want to give everybody in the That's royal right. family a shout out? What's up, Royal Family? Shout out to everybody that's watching. Even if you're not part of the Royal Family, you're still part of our family, the Royal Rebounds family. I, I do have to say, you know, having to start these show, these last few shows later because 
we work and the time difference and all that stuff. It just, I, I appreciate you guys even more because a lot of you have probably already listened to somebody's post game show or some stream or something that talked about the game and yet you're still here to hang out with us. We love you. Thank you. Go Kings. Light the beam. There we go. So shout out to Brian, Alfie man. Uh, Jay is here. Good to see you all. Uh, D Fox collector is here. Bouncer, Tom, Matthew. Uh, wow. A lot of people here in the chat. Patrick is here. Pika house. Good to see you all here. Uh, Ninja style Lee. Good to see you. Welcome. Welcome in. But hey, most importantly, Kings win tonight. Uh, and Calvin, this is number seven. What's up? Uh, King Gibby and Roger. Good to see you guys. Uh, Kings win their seventh game on the road. In a row. Yeah, that's crazy. When was the last time they did that? Uh, well, the last time they did that would be 2002, Calvin. <laughs> long time ago. Yeah, this is the long, second long longest road-winning streak in franchise history. 2002, they did it nine times. Nine in a row. Uh, so seven in a row tonight. Calvin, that's as many road wins as the Warriors have. Total. All Total. season. Total. That is That's crazy. absolutely incredible. That is so crazy. Uh, we saw the Nuggets lose to the Magic, uh, which is great for the Sacramento Kings. That number one seed is looking even more realistic. Definitely want to talk about that today on the show. Uh, got a ton of things to talk about because I've been listening to Kings fans all day, and uh, a lot of them, Calvin, are living up in the clouds. And I can't hate on that, uh, but I, I wanted to just bring a little dose of reality in here too because we're uh, – I don't even, not even half a season, half a year removed from 16 year losing streak. Yeah. Uh, so I know everyone's and excited he, he about You can't the blame anybody, right? No, like, I'm not blaming them at all. I, I want them to enjoy the ride and of enjoy course. the feeling. But, you know, I want everyone to remember that people are throwing around that D word around. Yeah. Yeah. They are throwing that D word around. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> let's talk about the game tonight. Uh, Calvin, l- let's dive into your keys first. Or no, actually, sorry. Give me your first thoughts, then we'll do your keys. Well, my first thoughts are, you know, this is, uh, this is a stereotypical Kings game that we've, that you should become accustomed to seeing now. One of those games where we talk so much about the Kings defense and is it improving? How much has it improved? Yep. Will it be good enough for them to make noise in the playoffs? This is a game where it didn't matter the type of defense <laughs> that they played. They were not going to lose this game because they were unbelievably hot from three-point range. The bench was killing it. When they play, when they shoot this well and play this well offensively, it, there's not a team in the NBA that can keep pace with them for 48 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's 100%. As I mentioned, Trey Lyles out with a right shoulder uh, injury. He said soreness. Um, also, no Kevin Herter still dealing with that right hamstring injury. Kessler Edwards gets his first start of the season, Calvin. And boy, did he do great. We'll talk about that here in a second. But let's go over your keys or what your keys were to the game. And, and let's uh, see how many they hit on. Also, Nick, I see you requesting on Twitter spaces. After we get through the box score and, and some talk about the game tonight, I'm happy to let you up on stage. Um. Key number one was attack the bigs. Porzingis didn't even play in this game. So <clears throat> I think that they shot so well, again, it probably wouldn't have mattered uh, really who was, on, who was on the floor or, or size advantage, whatever. The Kings just couldn't miss from three. Number two was points in the paint. Um, doing a better job of that than the, than the first meeting between these two teams. It was 70 to 50 in favor of the Wizards. Uh, the first meeting back in Golden 1 Center. And the number three, they definitely hit on here, and that's bench scoring. I mean, 
21 for Terrence Davis and 17 for Malik Monk alone. Uh, those guys were were huge for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as the box score goes tonight, I mean, I'm just going to say it again because it sounds so good. Kings win 43rd game of the year, 43-27. and 27. 132, 118 over the Washington Wizards. Domas Sabonis, 33 minutes of action, 30 points, 10 assists, and 9 rebounds. Almost another triple-double. This dude is a triple-double machine. Uh, Harrison Barnes, 27 minutes of action, 11 points, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists for him. Kessler Edwards, first start of the year, plays 19 minutes in this game, makes every single one of his shots. 3 of 3 from the field, 2 of 2 from 3-point range. 9 points, 2 rebounds, and assists for him tonight. Keegan Murray. 35 minutes of action. Bounce back game for Keegan. He played really uh, well today. Yeah, we, we talked about how he's been kind of struggling over the past few weeks. Um, 19 big points tonight. 7 of 15 from the field. 5 of 10. That's 50% from three-point range. Five assists and two, or sorry, five rebounds and two assists tonight. De'Aaron Fox gets a lot of rest in this game, which is great. Yeah. Uh, because I think the Kings, after that first quarter, the Kings basically had this game in the bag. Uh, they were in control of the majority of this game. Only 26 minutes of action for D Fox tonight. 6 of 12 from the field. 12 points, 2 rebounds, and 7 assists. The bench. The bench is big in this game. Terrence Davis, 29 minutes of action. 8 of 13 from the field. 21 points and 7 rebounds. Malik Monk, uh, 17 points in 23 minutes. Uh, Metu plays 11 minutes, 2 points for him. 6 for Davion, including 2 of 2 from 3-point range. 3 points for Delhi. He does hit a 3 in this game. We get to see a little bit of Alex Len, a little bit of Keon Ellis, and a little bit of P.J. Dozier. Calvin, I'm not even going to talk about the Wizards. I mean, we know Kuzma had a good game. I think 33 points for him after tripping on the man in the green pants is uh, <laughs> foot in the beginning of the game. Shout out to man in the green pants. Also, we have to give a shout out to Ninja Style for the super chat. Thank you, Ninja Style. Yes, we appreciate you. you so much. We lighten the beam so much. We're attracting aliens. Who saw the UFO last night? Fuck it. Light the beam. Calvin, did you see the UFO last night? I did not see it. I don't know if you Maybe you couldn't see it from Maui. I'm not really sure. I also wasn't looking. So okay. I mean, I, I'm always looking for UFOs. Um, I, I think it was was it last week where it was like the planets. There was two planets that were like really close together. Yeah, I was, was on Jupiter my and Venus or something some, like that. Something like that. I, I was on know. the back it, of the night. And I was it looking looked up into like the sky, a, yeah. And I was like, "What is that light? It's so bright, and it's I right know. next to the other light." Do you do the same thing? I did the same thing. You're like, yeah. "What is that?" And then Ash is like, "Oh, it's the planets." And I'm like, "No way." Yeah. Mercury's in retrograde. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyways, interesting, interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you see a UFO, maybe it's a planet. I guess is, is what they're telling us nowadays. That's um, why they call them unidentified. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyways, back to the box score. What stood out most to you, Cal? I think it's got to be the blocks. Kings had seven blocks in this game. Metu had three of them. Um, the bench played pretty good defense all around. Davion was really good as as he always is. Um, and, and they were able to get a lot of wide-open looks in transition. I don't know how many of Terrence Davis's threes were with, it, with nobody within five feet of him. He had a, a lot of those today. Yeah, Kings shoot 55, almost 56% from the field in this game, almost 60% from three-point range. They were absolutely splashing them down. 
But Calvin, 14 of 23 from the free throw line, you got to do better. Yes, they won this game, but Calvin, we try and point to things every single game on ways you can improve. Yeah. You got to make your free throws. Got to make your free throws. The Kings did get out rebounded into this game 44 to 46. 34 assists, Calvin. That's great. Uh, we've seen the Kings in the mid. 20s in terms of assists in the past few games is good to see him get over that 30 number 34 for them tonight and fewer than uh 10 turnovers also correct assist to turnover ratio is great correct eight turnovers tonight for the kings seven steals seven blocks tonight uh light the beam calvin what are, what are we doing to light the beam tonight um let's do you want a threshold we can, here we can get to Oh, I thought it was higher than that. We can get to 35 likes. 35 likes, 35 we light the likes, beam. We'll light it. All right, you guys heard it here. 35 likes, and we are lighting the beam tonight. All right, Calvin. No Trey Lyles, I mentioned. No problem. No Kevin Herter. No problem for the yeah. Kings. First off, I want to talk about Kessler Edwards. First start of the season for him. I know a lot of Kings fans are super hyped on this guy. How could he not be, right? Yeah. After the incredible performance last game, he starts tonight, plays good defense. He's making threes. Uh, I, I mean, where are we at here with Kessler Edwards? I think you're in the same position you are with Keegan Murray. Not in this. I know Kessler's not a rookie, but those two guys, they have very specific roles on this team. I think there is hope and promise to what they've shown they can do that you think their game is going to expand and they'll become even better players. But they're, they're asked to do very specific things, and both of those guys are really good about uh, letting the game come to them, not forcing anything, and, and uh, not trying to over-exert themselves on either side of the floor. They, they just come in, they know what the role is, they know where to look for their spots, pick and choose, um, I love the fact that Kessler Edwards, for a guy that hasn't played a ton um, but has played some very big minutes as of late, especially late in games, for him to not shy away from opportunities when he gets like a wide open three or something. But at the same time, he's been just a very smart player, uh, taking the opportunities that present themselves but not trying to do too much. Uh, and still being effective in other ways. Keegan hasn't shot that well or scored that well over the last week, you know, or so, um, but still has been able to affect the game in other ways, getting rebounds, things like that, playing good defense in, in spurts. So I think you got to feel very similar about Kessler Edwards as you do to this point, the way you feel about Keegan Murray. Really happy that they're there. They've, they're definitely fitting into this team, mm. into the system very well for two different reasons. Kessler Edwards with his defense, Keegan Murray with his shooting, even though Kessler has been good from three as well. But they also have shown just little pit, little bits uh, to th make you think that there's more to come once they maybe get more opportunity or develop, uh, get more experience, things like that. So I, I think you've got to be cautiously high on both of them. You yeah, know. yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, as someone here mentions in the chat, uh, Jesus, shout out to Jesus, another member of the royal family, says 166 threes for Keegan, 
needs 22 more to break the rookie three-point record. Kings also set a franchise record for most threes in a season, which, as you could expect, is going to continue to evolve as the NBA shoots more and more yeah. threes. Yeah. Obviously, one of the best offenses. I mean, a lot of yeah, people I mean, are saying the best Yeah, I mean, if you're going to be offense. the number one offense statistically yeah. in history, you better set a record for threes made. Exactly. So 12 games left for the Sacramento Kings in the regular season. Keegan's got to average about two a game. You think he gets there? It's gonna be it's gonna be close. I think he obviously has a great shot to get there, um, <clears throat> but he's gonna have to be very consistent from yep. this point forward. So yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love what I saw to Keegan Murray. Like I said, he's needed to be a little bit more aggressive, bounce back after you know this performance. I did see quite a few moments in this game where Keegan gets rejected at the rim uh, by help side defender or or something like that. And I couldn't just I couldn't help but think to myself, Keegan needs to be a little bit more aggressive at the rim. Um, and I, I think that we've seen multiple times this year where he's been a little passive in certain situations, whether it was when Mike Brown calls him out saying he doesn't bring the ball up the court or other situations, he doesn't rebound enough. As soon as he's called out for something, he immediately responds. And I know Keegan doesn't always watch the show, but sometimes he does. So Keegan, if you're watching right now, <laughs> be more aggressive when you go to the basket. I, I think that he would be a lot more effective, Calvin, uh, and would help open up other areas of his game if he's a little bit more aggressive when he's going towards the basket. I know there's guys that – and we saw this actually with Deer and Fox just a couple years ago, and I, I think something that we, we talked about early on in the year, a big difference in Fox's game, is the fact that he's not going to the basket and trying to just, like, make contact. He's trying to finish through the contact. And I think that's something that Keegan needs to do is Keegan needs to thrive on the con on the contact. When you're going at the basket – you're going to make contact with somebody. And there's guys that make contact or they initiate contact, and then there's guys that accept contact. And if you're the guy that's accepting contact, you're not always going to be as successful. So I would like to see Keegan being a little bit more aggressive going towards the rim, try and initiate that contact and finish through it. I think that would help him a lot. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that's going to be probably the last part of his game that, that comes – that he's able to develop and, and bring up to par, right? And, and I say that for a couple of reasons. Not that he isn't capable of finishing at the rim. He had a bunch of dunks in college uh, yep. last season as well. But the way he was able to get those plays, much different from how he's attacking the rim here in the NBA, it's something that he hasn't really done much. Um, and I think he's still kind of adjusting to the fact of when you go to the rim – even if you if somebody looks like they're going to be late rotating over in the NBA, depending on who it is, they might still have a chance to, to alter your shot in some way. He is the one thing that he's not very good at at this point and wasn't good at even in college is being able to change your shot at the rim when it's challenged yes. and finish like that. Yes. He's very used to dunking through and dunking over people in college. That's another gear in the NBA. You have to kind of get used to that which I think he will. He's already shown it a couple of times. He has a cup, He's had a couple of poster-type plays in the NBA. I think the more he goes to the rim, the more you will start to see that. But the, the ability to basically do what De'Aaron Fox does, like you said, take contact on and still be able to have a nice touch and finish with a layup either hand, that's something that Keegan struggles at a lot right now. 
And yep. that, that will probably come later on in his career. I agree. I think that's something that comes with time. And, and I mean, Deer and Fox is a great example because he's a guy that, and, and honestly, Calvin, like if you were to ask me at the beginning of the season, and I'm a huge Deer and Fox fan, you know, I wanted the Kings to draft him. I've been big on this guy for a long time, but like the guy we see now, the Deer and Fox now versus Deer and Fox at the beginning of the season, it's two completely different players. Like it, maybe it's the same guy, but it's really not. Maybe it's my trust level that's changed a little bit. You yeah. know, maybe it's the respect of being an all-star, the the way that other players view him has changed a little bit. But he's a completely different player in my mind. And, it's, I mean, dude, what a world or what a change six months could make. Yeah, definitely. I think he's a similar player to when the year started. I mean, he's been the king of the fourth quarter, the king of the clutch, all season long, that really hasn't changed at all. I think it's just the overall confidence level is at an all-time high for him. The Kings have won games consistently throughout the season. He's been that good when it matters most Mm -hmm. all season long. The more you do that, I mean, the more game-winning shots you hit, the more big plays you make when when a game is on the line close, you know, late in the fourth quarter or overtime. He's had so many of those, and what I had three game-winning shots in one year when I was in high school. Yeah. And I felt like every shot I took when it was with under a minute left, it was going to go in. I can't even imagine what he feels like. He probably feels like there's absolutely nothing anyone can do to stop him. He's he's fucking nice. So I think his confidence level is just at an all-time high. And he's the big difference I see from the beginning of the year to right now is that he's been able to score at will all season long. But now he really he's giving you the scoring and he's also understanding the the moments when it's time to kick it out or yep. it's time to drop it off to somebody underneath. His assist to turnover ratio since you know January, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's got to be great because his numbers have been just fantastic the whole way. That's a great point. And and I think yeah, I think that's a great, great point is the fact that understanding the situation. And that's something that we could say is a little bit different about the Kings this year as well, right, is, is understanding the situation. Yes, they don't have the best defensive rating in the league, but it's situational. They're getting stops in the right moments. They increase their defensive rating in the fourth quarter. They know when to lock down. And, and it just seems like no moment is too big for the Sacramento Kings team, as we see with the undefeated record in the playoffs. We see all these really, really close games where the Kings are able to, to, to get a victory and being number one in the division, which feels incredible. Yeah. They're creeping up on number one in the conference. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. Anyways, we got enough likes tonight, so let us light. Let's light the beam, Calvin. Here we go. Fire the laser! Look at that beautiful purple beam up into the sky. Wow. Wow. Light the effing beam. It looks great over Golden One Center, Calvin. I cannot wait to go to a playoff game next month. I cannot wait. Still can't believe it. Um, have you thought any more about what you think prices are going to lo- look like? <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah? I just, yeah. Just take my credit card and get me in the in the door. That's all I want. What, what was it? Was it last Was it last season or, or a couple years ago where we were talking about Golden State Warriors prices? 
for for playoff tickets were like in the in the upper bowl were like yeah, it was over like six hundred bucks I think yeah it was crazy eight hundred eight hundred bucks for the for an NBA Finals game yeah I think it was yeah which is pretty pretty it's good NBA Finals but I mean I'm not gonna lie Calvin I've heard a lot of Kings fans talking about the NBA Finals and the Sacramento Kings but we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show uh, Calvin I want to talk about Domas Sabonis I mentioned another huge game for him. 30, 10, and 9, almost another triple-double. This guy has been playing incredibly, incredibly, incredibly well, Calvin. Uh, 10 of a, or sorry, ten of 12 from the field tonight. I didn't even know he had 30 points, Cal, until I looked at the box score at the end of the game. That's how sneaky good he is in the moments yeah. that he gets his baskets. I also saw him uh, have some pain in the hand tonight. Yep. I saw him get bloodied in the face. <laughs> looked like he was playing football out there, and Bradley Beal tried to tackle him in this game. I mean, Domash just continues, continues to get beat up, uh, but he bounces back. He plays incredibly well. No complaints for him, and I believe he's number six in MVP voting right now. Just crazy. Another guy, you know, you talked about De'Aaron Fox being – a different player than he was at the start of the season. Sabonis has been putting up phenomenal numbers all year long, but this second half or the stretch run here of the season, he has as well taken his game to another level. Uh, Western Conference player of the week, month, whatever yeah. you need. Now he's you know he's almost it. top five in MVP voting. Um, wow. He is, he's just unbelievable. And coming to Sacramento, it's, turned out to be not only a great thing for the Kings, but a great thing for him as well, because all of a sudden he's being mentioned as, you know, not just a great, a good player or an all-star level player, but one of the game's best players. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that begs me to ask you, Calvin, once again, is he better than his dad? At what <laughs> point, at what point do you say, yes, Domas is better than his father? It's not a fair comparison because, like I said before, when his dad was at his absolute best, nobody saw him play. He didn't play in the NBA. He was still in Europe. This was way before, yeah. you know, TV rights and, and scouting was as big as it was and all that stuff. So you don't have enough footage to so compare. Is that what you, you say? No, you just don't. It, you have to go off of base based off of what people said about yeah. him. And what they said about him was he was incredible, like the one of the best big men of all time, way before his time, great passer, all of this stuff. It's, uh, it's just not a fair comparison. What do you think his dad would say if you asked him? That's a tough question. I don't know. Yeah, because the mean, game you has know, changed You never a lot. really know what guys in those positions are going to say because some yeah. people will never – you know, real, uh, be willing to admit the fact that their son is or whoever is better than them. They'll always take that to the grave. That's and then true. other dads will be like, oh, yeah, of course he's better My than me. My son's the I don't greatest. Know. Yeah. So I have no idea what he would say. He seems like a humble guy. I don't know. So when, when you're – and I know you and I have this discussion a lot, and we've actually talked about it here on the podcast a few times, but, like, it's so hard for me to compare players that play different positions – but it's also hard for me to compare players that played in different eras. And I think yeah. that's very, uh, you know, valuable in this situation is it's like the NBA has changed so much in the past 20 years. Imagine how much it's changed since his dad was in the league and dominating, especially well, in Europe, which and is also, a completely different. That's league. what I was going to say is yeah. imagine how much 
the NBA has changed a lot. But yeah. Euro League from back then to now, completely different. I mean, the level of competition th- that comes out of Europe now, I'm not trying to take anything away from his dad because, <laughs> like I said, his dad was a great player. But the level of talent that he played against on an average night back then, yeah. not close to what it is now. And, I mean, Sabonis, I mean, he can make threes. He can pass the ball. He's super sturdy. He's rebound. Like, and, I mean, maybe I didn't watch enough Sabonis in Indiana. I watched him in Oklahoma City. I knew he was playing well in Indiana, and I liked the combination of him and Turner. I thought they were a pretty good duo. Obviously, this Kings duo is much, much better. Um, But I feel like as soon as Domas got to Sacramento, he, like, unlocked another level of himself. And maybe it's playing with a guy like De'Aaron Fox. Maybe it's him playing center and not having a guy like Miles Turner there to, to clog things up. Um, or maybe it's the style of play, you know, Coach Mike Brown. What do you think? I think it's that they're actually running the offense through him. He's being able to use his complete skill set here. That wasn't happening in Indiana. I mean, they would post him, um, and he would still be able to make plays for others out of that post post-up situation and of course he was still a double double monster but he has much more talent and much more skill than that you see him bring the ball up the floor uh, way more you see him initiate offense way more and like you said playing with a guy like De'Aaron Fox who can be the the primary ball handler and set run offense all of that stuff but Fox some of Fox's best attributes and abilities are playing off of the ball as well yep so I, I think it's a very, very good match between the two of them. But the biggest thing why Sabonis has taken to his game to another level is because the ball is in his hands much, much more, and he's actually the guy that is setting and running the offense a lot of the time. Yeah, shout-out to Mike Brown for making that decision and going with him because I know Domas had been really adamant at the start of the season of I can be this guy, give me the ball, I want to be the engine that makes this machine go. And he really has been that guy. And it's made yeah. things a lot easier for a guy like De'Aaron Fox. So shout-out to all of them for making it work. Uh, we talked about Domas tonight. We talked a little bit about Edwards, Keegan Murray. Uh, I mean, De'Aaron Fox, 12 points tonight, 7 assists. A lot of people, a lot of haters are going to look in this game. And they're going to say, like, oh, De'Aaron Fox didn't have 20-plus points. He's not a legit point guard, all this stuff. Dude, I don't care about the haters. They can hate. Yeah. De'Aaron's playing great. This was this was an opportunity for him to get some rest because the team was playing so well with and without him. The Kings get the win, light the effing beam. De'Aaron will be back next game. Yeah. Not worried you at all. You got anything else to say about not, De'Aaron? Not worried at all. Because, I mean, it, it's like it's almost like when you're talking about these players and you're breaking down things, it's like you have a lot of positive things to say about a guy, but then I also have negative <laughs> things to say about some guys. And then other guys, I'm just like, nope, everything's great. Just move right along. You know, don't yeah, want to spend This game was time. not uh, in question or tight down the stretch. That's when De'Aaron is at his best. Yeah. So, yeah, give him the night off. Let him come back strong on uh, Shout Monday. Shout out to Callum here. Callum wants Ben Simmons. That's nice. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. Anything uh, to mention about HB? Not a lot of shot attempts for him tonight, but three of seven from the field, two of three from three-point range, 11 points, three rebounds, two assists. Calvin, I feel like I'm boring when I talk about Harrison Barnes because I say the same thing after (laughs) every single game. And it's because the dude is just – he's just the – 
the glue. He's the glue guy that holds everything together. He's Mr. Consistent, um, which is funny because he's not consistent in the terms of like they don't always need him to score. They don't always need him to do this. They don't always need him to do that. But he's always there, and he, he tries his hardest. You don't have to worry about effort or, or uh, anything like that energy from him. He's always there. He's always consistent. But what the Kings need from him on a nightly, ba- nightly uh, basis changes, and he filled in the gaps tonight beautifully. Any thoughts on Harrison Barnes? He's, that is just what he does best at this point in his career. Smart player, versatile player, willing to do you know whatever you ask of him, whether it's guard the best player on the other team for 40 minutes or however many minutes, 30 minutes, um, or if they're struggling scoring, st- struggling to shoot from the outside, you can pull Harrison aside and say, hey, man, we need to break this, this uh, scoring slump or this shooting slump. We're going to give you the ball, go hard to the basket, get us to the free throw line, yep. you know, kind of end the – the drought here a little bit. Um, he's a capable three-point shooter as well. Just an incredibly versatile player who, you know, last year the Kings had to have him play, you know, maybe a little bit above what his normal level is every night in order for them to have a chance. Luke Walden. Now he's able to, to provide you what you need for a short spurt. He can give that to you for a few minutes. Um, and he's going to be very reliable defensively, rebounding all of that stuff. So uh, it, it's just again the right combination, you know, the right fit with everyone else around him. Yep. Uh, a guy that is more than capable to to do stuff for you, to execute offensively, to get to the basket when you need it. Uh, but very very veteran presence, um, and that's why you see, you know, some games he'll he'll go off and he'll have close to thirty. Um, other games, he's just not needed as much to, to get them scoring. So yep. it, it looks like it's inconsistency, but in reality, he is the epitome of, like you said, what holds this team together. Veteran presence, incredibly versatile, uh, and, and able to you know get you a bucket when you need it. Yeah, I like to think of HB as kind of like the center of the ship, right? And the ship is constantly rocking back and forth. He's in the center, so he's at the same spot every time. And other players are up and down and up and down. And HB is just that guy. He's the captain in the middle of the ship that's just always there. He's the fulcrum point of this team. And, and he, he fills in all the gaps. And he's got the championship pedigree yeah. to back it up. So I, I think having a guy like that will be invaluable for the Kings in the playoffs. A guy that, like you said, when there's uh, a stretch that happens where the Kings are having problems scoring or maybe the threes aren't falling, you can give it to HB. He's got that old man game, and he can get you a bucket. He can get you a stop. He can get you a rebound. He's going to make the smart play every time. And and I think a lot of things, too, with playoffs and starters and late-game situations, especially close-game situations, is, is just minimizing mistakes. And... HB may be limited in terms of, like, his athleticism. Uh, he might not be the fastest guy. I mean, he's incredibly strong, but probably not the strongest guy on the court. But he just makes the least amount of mistakes. And I think that is so, so important, especially when you're playing or talking about playoff basketball. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right, we got to give a shout-out to the bench tonight, Calvin. The bench, they played great. I mean, they got a ton of minutes because the starters are playing great. So, yeah. uh, Davion Mitchell, 19 minutes of action tonight, 
two of two from three-point range, six points for him. Terrence Davis, huge, huge game for Terrence Davis. Uh, maybe he got the chain tonight because he played incredibly, incredibly well. 29 minutes of action, 8 of 13 from the field, 5 of 7 from three-point range. He was splashing them down, 21 points for him. And then Malik Monk, 17 points off the bench in 23 minutes. I think the great thing about having a guy like Terrence Davis on your team, although he's still pretty young, is he just is he always seems to be ready. And we've had yep. so many stretches this season where Terrence Davis hasn't played a lot of minutes or he hasn't played multiple games. And then a game where your starting shooting guard is out and Kevin Herter, yes, you didn't start Terrence Davis at the two, but it did open up a lot more minutes and opportunities for Terrence Davis. He makes the most of them, and that's exactly what he did tonight. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, that's I don't know what the future holds for Terrence Davis when it comes to the Sacramento Kings, whether or not he's going to be a part of this team for a long time. They have a lot of interesting decisions to make going forward, I think, given how the bench has performed and how many guys they have at that two or three spot, uh, whether it's a starter or a bench player. But Terrence Davis, for a guy that, like you said, doesn't get run consistent run every night, sometimes doesn't get any run uh, for a multiple games in a row, for him to come in and be that spark plug for them time in and time again, or time and time again, uh, you just can't say enough uh, about the guy's just mental uh, ability to stay in it because um, that's mm -hmm. a really, really difficult thing to do to be ready. It's one thing to come in and, and have the right attitude. Uh, but when you, when you sit for a bunch of games in a row and then all of a sudden you play big minutes like that, it's just a, a really impressive thing to see. So you got to tip your hat to Terrence Davis for being able to do that Definitely. whenever his name is called. Definitely. Shout Pretty out much. to Jeff, the lefty Jeff. Good to have you back here in the chat. Uh, bouncer, I love microwaves. Um, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself here because I want to talk about, you know, championships and, and playoffs and all that in a little bit. But I think that every support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. The championship contending team or team that wins a championship has players like a Terrence Davis that are always ready, but you don't always need them. You just need them in certain situations, and they have to be ready to step up and make buckets, make big plays. Uh, I mean, you could talk about the Golden State Warriors and, and what. Andrea Godala had to do in certain situations on that team. Um, and a lot of these other basketball teams, maybe like the Miami Heat with like James Jones, where the dude could not play for 10 or 15 games. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, James Jones, we need a three. You haven't played all game long. Put him in there. Of course, he hits the three and helps them win a basketball game. So I, I think Terrence Davis is going to be really, really valuable when the Kings get to the playoffs as well. Um We'll see. The one thing about the playoffs is generally the rotation shortens up a bit. They do. And Mike Brown knows this, right? He's, yep. had, he's made a bunch of deep playoff runs. They, one of the things that Mike Brown has done maybe better than any other coach in the NBA this year is reach into that bench and maybe not take a chance, but like you know, Terrence Davis doesn't play for a bunch of games. Now all of a sudden we're going to throw him in there and he has a great game. Or Kessler Edwards hasn't really done anything for us yet. Go out there and guard Anthony Edwards. Mm -hmm. Holds him to, you know, he's made phenomenal decisions when it comes to the rotation for a large percentage of this season. It hasn't always worked out, but he's been very good at picking and choosing the right guy for the right moment. In the playoffs, I don't know if he's going to have the same type of philosophy where he feels like I can not use one of these guys for three or four games of the series, and then all of a sudden in game six, Terrence Davis, it's your time to shine. Or if he's going to go to a more traditional playoff rotation where it's these seven and eight guys, and that's all I'm going with. It, it'll be a very yeah. interesting thing to see. No, definitely. I agree. But at the same time, like you need to have an insurance policy for if a guy like a Kevin Herter is not available, if somebody else goes down to have a guy that you can fill in and put in. Oh, yeah, certainly for yeah. injury or whatever yeah. the case may be when you need someone to step in. Absolutely. But I, I will be one of the things that I'm interested to watch the most when the Kings actually do get to the playoffs because their their rotation has been not all over the place, but yeah, it's been uh, inconsistent in the fact that They've gone to different guys in different moments, and I, I, they haven't had the same sort of seven to nine guys that you see play the same minutes all the time. Well, I want to go to Nick here, uh, but before we do that, since you brought it up, Calvin, I mean, what's your playoff rotation going to look like? Who, who's out? Man, who's that, that's tough. Well, Kessler Edwards is definitely playing into my rotation, right, because defense – 
is so important all the time. But in the playoffs, you know, to go to match up against some of these great wing players and guards, yeah. you're going to need that guy for sure. So, so I think he does definitely five play. And Kessler Edwards, I mean, Malik Monk's in, right? Malik has to be in. Davion has Davion. to be in. Trey Lyles has to be in. That's nine right there. That's nine right there. So, it, yeah. you know, Metu, I think, is going to get minutes, but that's only because they don't really have another option to give Sabonis rest. Dude, the great block tonight by Metu. Did you see that? He, that he has. Block? Look, he gives crazy. them good minutes. I mean, say what you will about Metu. I think for a guy that is definitely not a center in yeah. the NBA, they've molded him into a, a capable one. Um, there are still, you know, things that you don't like and limits to what he can do. But for what the Kings are asking him to do, I think that he's done a very admirable job all season long. Couldn't agree more. Uh, but you're right. So after that, if Metu is the 10th, I just don't know. Terrence Davis might get minutes. Um, but, you know, your starters are probably going to play more minutes than what they do right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sabonis and Fox will definitely be pushing – the 40-minute mark. If Kevin Herter and Malik Monk are playing well, they're going to play big minutes. That doesn't leave a lot of room. Davion will be in there because of his defense. Doesn't leave a lot of openings for Terrence Davis. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Shout-out to Progressive G for joining in here. All right, let's go over to Nick. But before we get there, we have our first guest of the night, and it is your favorite, Cal. The The Kings won, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Kings won, yeah. The Sacramento Kings, oh, yeah, the Kings won, yeah. Fox is so fast. Southern us is so strong, yeah. Coach Mike is so smart, yeah. They are the playoff on, yeah. Alfie Man. Shout out to Alfie Man. What should Keegan do after getting blocked twice? He's got to go stronger to the basket. He's got to finish through contact. What do we do when we get knocked down? You get right back up. You get up and try again. And you do it again. You keep running into that wall before you knock that motherfucker right. down. Make or it what, a door. What does uh, Batman's dad, Bruce Wayne, or Thomas Wayne say to him, you know, when he falls down in the bat cave or whatever when he's a kid? Huh. Why do we, Bruce, why do we fall? Uh, so we can get back up. So we can get back up. There you go. There you go. On that subject... Let's bring up Nick, dude. I want to hear from Nick. I know Nick had his uh, championship game today. Oh, that's right. Why not win today like the be Fire the laser! Fire the laser! Yeah, God, Nick. that hurt. That Gotta love beam. it. Nick, purple before, beam is lit. before we dive into the game tonight, because I know you're you're excited I heard a little bit about your basketball game today or your games, um, but I think everyone else wants to know how you guys did today. Well, today I played – well, I won my first game, then I lost my second game and my third game, so I came in fourth place. Oh, man, I'm sorry, dude. Hey, will you play – will you have the same tournament again next year? Uh, well, hopefully a different one, you know, just open it, you know. What do you, what do you think went wrong? What, what could you guys have done to be better? Well, um, hmm. well, defense? stay on your man. Stay on your man and like the beam. And stay on beam. your man. And, you know, you want to, you want to stay on your man. 
be a better be a better defensive mode. Okay, okay. Well, I'm sorry to bring up a sore subject, man, but I'm I'm happy to hear uh, that you're playing basketball, dude, because I think that's the real goal here. Is the yeah. fact that uh, as a lot of people get older, they get you know really stale in the things that they do. They don't have time to play children's games like basketball. And hopefully, you had a lot of fun while you're doing it too, right? Yeah. Awesome. That's good. And uh, you got to see the Kings win. You got to see the Bean today, right? Um. Yes, I did. Okay. Nick sounds a little like preoccupied <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, why, hey, why not win today? Why not be? Why not win on you, Monday? What are you doing right now, Nick? Are you doing some Legos or something? No, I was just playing, I was just playing Xbox. Oh, you're oh, playing Xbox. Xbox. What are you playing? I was playing GTA with Hidalgo. Okay. GTA. Wow. Is that your yeah. favorite game? Yes. Okay, what do you like to do in that game? I like to... Well, I, I, I like to. You must be battling. I I like to play. I like to play. I just like to play anything on there. Okay, you like to drive the cars around. Yeah. Okay, that's always fun. I I love me some Grand Theft Auto. That game's a lot of fun. I wish I had more more time to play. Hey, so no pizza tonight. No pizza tonight. But I had when I for lunch. I had Jersey Mike. Jersey Mike's. Oh, okay. What okay. Uh, sandwich did you get? Do you have a favorite? Hot dog? I think so. Well, <laughs> I haven't yeah, had that I one yet. I, I, I like the number 13, the original Italian. That's my go-to I had, there. I had I had sandwiches. What kind of – which sandwich did you have? Gosh, I can't remember. It was turkey. And it was turkey. Okay. Turkey and provolone. That's the number seven, I think. Calvin, yeah. you're being too aggressive with these questions, dude. You're prodding him. He's trying to drive right now. He's trying to play Grand Theft Auto. Well, hey, man, you shouldn't call in if you're preoccupied. Okay. Hey, hey. so are you going to be at the studio on Monday? We yes. will be at the studio. Uh, do you have to work Monday? No. We will be I'm live off. directly after the game, Nick. We yes. promise you that. Will you be watching? You guys won't be working that day. You guys are off that day. Yes, no work. Only no work. Royal Rebounds work on Monday. Oh, good. So, are you gonna be watching the game Monday? Hell yeah, you know it. Hey, why not win on Monday? Why not? Why not win on Monday? What Nick? will the final score be, Nick? Who are we playing on Monday? The Utah Jazz. Okay, I heard they're not very good. Uh, well, the Boston Celtics uh, beat Utah yesterday, one eighteen and one seventeen. Oh wow, close game! Very close game. Okay. The Celtics, the Celtics won, and uh, did Memphis win today? Yes, they did. Gosh, there is so they're neck and neck with us. Yeah. Hey, but that doesn't matter. Kings keep all they need to do is keep winning. Yeah, neck and neck. Well, Nick. We appreciate you for calling in. We got to get back to the show, but uh, I guess the last question before you leave: I mean, what do you what do you think is the ceiling of this Kings team this year? How far do you think they're going to make it in the playoffs? They're going to go all the way. All the way? They're taking all home the ship, huh? They're going to win the chip. Wow! There you go. If they win the championship, what are you going to do? 
I don't know. I heard you were going to have a pizza party. Yeah, we're going to have a pizza party. Of course, with all the players. Yeah, why not? Oh, man, I hope you invite us. And you're you're buying all the pizza, right, Nick? (laughs) Yeah, I guess I will. All right. All right. Do you do you guys sell pizza at the River River Cats games? Uh no, we don't. We have hot dogs. Oh, that's not as fun. You mean sandwiches? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick. Well, we appreciate you for calling in. We'll see you on Monday. Okay, then. See you on Monday. See you right, Monday. Buddy. Thanks, bud. Sleep beams. Sleep beams. Sleep beams. Always good to hear from Nick. Bummed he lost, man. That's that sucks. Yeah. Hey, you got to get back in the lab and get better. Yeah, and you got to keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Keep yeah. trying, dude. You got to learn how to lose before you learn how to win. That's a, a famous Tom, quote. We're paying for the me. pizza party during the playoffs in oh, April. So you said Royal Rebounds is sponsoring oh, it. I guess we are. So um, it's only fair. Real quick. You give some, you get some. I got to watch Arkansas play today. Anthony Black. Great game. Real deal. Oh, dude, I told yeah. you. Yeah, he is. Um, second off, I heard the magic number for the Kings to clinch is five games. Is that right? Does that sound right to you? I mean, uh, three teams That have sounds clinched. about right. Three to clinch teams. a playoff spot, yeah. not clinch the division. Yeah, three but. teams have clinched already. The Nuggets, I believe the Celtics, and, and the Bucks. Bucks. Yeah. So five games, that seems like a lot. It's really tight still. Have we decided... Um, what we're doing with your hair situation? Um, you mean what haircut it's going to be? Well, like when when the timing is on this we've, thing. We've got to know that they're going to finish above fifth or fifth or better. So I'm looking at the I'm looking at the schedule here. So five games, right? Look, let's I mean, say I think it's definitely a very strong possibility at this point. But there's 12 games left. Yep. And you got to win five of those to clinch a playoff spot. That's wild. You're the number yeah. two seed? Yeah. That's pretty incredible. I mean, Utah, Boston, Phoenix, Utah, Minnesota, that's five in a row right there, but you got to beat two really, really tough teams. And Minnesota's been tough for us with the size. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm just trying to work out because, like, I want to promote that episode a lot. And, the, and that number can change, obviously, depending on if other yeah. teams keep losing. So Yeah. But I just I want to promote – I want to figure out what the number is for locking in five and above because I want to promote that show. I know everybody wants to be at that show because they're going to be voting. Well, why don't we just chat about do what it your haircut the, is. after the last game of the season? Is then that's Against Sunday, Denver. Sunday, April 9th, April 9th. Yeah. Is that the game you want to do it? I mean, if you want to make sure that it's promoted and everybody has a chance to be there, there it is. April 9th after the, Kings lock up the number one seed by beating Denver. Let's talk about it. All right. Did the schedule makers... Did they know something? This is a crazy game, Calvin. Yeah, it What's could be. going on with Denver? Why, why are they suck? They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Uh, it's not the right time of the year to have this stretch, but it happens to everybody. I heard they took their foot off the gas. Mike Malone says they're in cruise control. Yeah, they're not playing defense anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's tough because we talked about, was it the last podcast or two podcasts ago where we were talking about you got to be peaking at the right time, yes. right? Like you don't want to be 
peaking at the beginning of the season or even like the middle of the season. I mean, look at the Boston Celtics last year, right? They were, were they below 500 halfway through the year? They were, I believe. And then they went on like that huge run. Um, it's no time to put on cruise control. Definitely not. I mean, maybe if you're Definitely like not. the LA Lakers or, you know, maybe you're the Houston Rockets, you're on cruise control. <laughs> well, Houston's been but on cruise control for a while. Yeah, but if you're like San the Antonio. number one seed, you shouldn't be on cruise control. Well, they've been the number one seed for months now, uh, and nobody's really even been close to saying that they have a shot at, at uh, overtaking them until, you know, about less than a week ago. So true. Very true. Uh, it, it's uh they're also a young team. I mean, they, def- they have some playoff experience for sure on that team, but yeah. they've never really been a wire to wire first place team either. So it's interesting. One thing I've noticed in the past couple games is deer and Fox has been smiling in a lot of these games. And he's been talking a little bit to other players, other good players on basketball yep. teams. Yep. I saw him talking to Bradley Beal today in this game. Uh, in the game before, uh, I, I saw him talking to, um, who is that, Mikel Bridges? You think he might be, like, saying, chipping a little bit, like, yo, you ready to come to Sacramento? Or, like, sure, maybe. People, people want to be in Sacramento now? Because that was one thing we talked about last offseason, right, yeah. is the Kings – had to trade for guys because nobody's signing with the Sacramento Kings. A year later, I think things are are much different. Absolutely. We got good salary cap space. We got a good young team. We have players that people want to play with. I mean, we could be a free agency destination. For sure they could. We heard multiple players this year say the Golden One Center is my favorite arena to play in. It's a great city. We heard multiple players say the Kings have the best fan base in the NBA, which is pretty incredible for, like, a fan base has been losing for 16 years. Like, Well, that goes into it, right? Yeah. I mean. That's wild. That's really, really wild. Um, Yeah. It's got to be, like, such, like, a, a mind fuck being in the NBA for a while and just having this stigma of like, oh, the Kings suck. Like it's a bye. It's basically a bye week, right? Like, oh, it's a game we don't have to really worry about. Like they're, they have drama. They, they're always going to fall off or fall apart. It's gotta be like a weird mind fuck now that you're like, wow, the Kings are a really good basketball team. Imagine if you're a good basketball team and you lose to the Kings, you must be feeling horrible that you're like, we lost to the Kings. (laughs) And then you're like, okay, well now I have to like, take back everything that I said about that team and be like, oh, actually, for my ego, the Kings are a good basketball team. The Kings have been making people eat humble pie all season long. That's JJ. It's got to feel great. JJ Reddick's on that list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles Barkley. Tim Bonatemps. Yeah. Big uh, time got him. It's got to feel great. I mean, I'm going to hate on Kevin Durant because I like to, um, but – Kevin Durant's never been on a team like that, you know? He's always, like, wanted to go join the best team or, like, (laughs) one of the better teams. De'Aaron started from the bottom, now he's here, and now he's got that, like, I'm that guy. I got the team here. Not saying he's a better player than Kevin Durant. He's less of a bitch than Kevin Durant, (laughs) in my opinion. But, like, there's that, like, we're here now, and you have to deal with me. You know, versus, like, Kevin Durant. I mean, everyone knew how good of a player he was and how much, you know, 
he could do. But, but he never – I mean, you could say Oklahoma City, but – Well, he started – I mean, Seattle was pretty bad yeah. after Ray Allen left, and then they get Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh, then they moved to Oklahoma City, and that's when they really took off. So he did kind of see that. Like, that was all Westbrook, though. They didn't get uh, good. That until was all West- Westbrook. Yeah, Westbrook. They didn't get good till Westbrook was there. <laughs> I'm talking about him being there from them being bad and t- until all of a sudden being good though. And then he and then he took the fucking it wasn't all easy Westbrook. walk out of there, dude. <laughs> he took the easy walk out. He's like, I want to go to Golden State. No, you're right. But yeah. I'm just saying, you know, his first few years in the league, he did take a team that was pretty bad and all of a sudden turned him into a team that made the NBA finals. Winning in Sacramento is different. I agree. And I think that if you're a guy like Damian Lillard, who, I mean, I don't know if you've been noticing in the past, like, two weeks, Damian Lillard's been putting out a ton of stuff where he's all like, the league has changed. Oh, yeah. I don't like the ring yep. mentality and all this stuff. If, you gotta, if you're a guy like Damian Lillard, you're probably looking at the Sacramento Kings and Deer and Fox, and you're like, that's a real one right there. Definitely. I think there's a lot of mutual respect. Between he's he's doing it the right way. And, yeah. and I think even guys that jump ship and jump teams are looking at the Sacramento Kings and giving a ton of respect to De'Aaron Fox and a lot of these players that are like what they've built. They have earned a lot of respect from players, media members, coaches, fans, uh, all in a short amount of time. Uh, and they can continue to earn that if they win some games in the playoffs. And speaking of playoffs... Playoffs? Progressive G has asked twice now in the chat. I want to make sure we get to his Playoffs? question. Who do you want the Kings to play in the me? first round, Barry? All right, let me look at the standings here. Who do I want the Kings to play in the first round? It doesn't matter who they play in the first <laughs> round, Calvin. The wow. Kings are going to get a win. In the first me round. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm worried about us over here. I think that's a great answer. You already know that's my answer. Yeah, so. yeah. Doesn't doesn't matter. Actually, I mean, if I were to choose, I would I would rather take on the Lakers, the Clippers, the Jazz, the Warriors, the Mavericks, the Suns. <laughs> give it, give them all to me, dude. Same time, dude. I'll Jackie Chan that shit. I'll take out everybody. Well, the answer for who the best matchup is is it's Minnesota. Now that they don't have uh, Anthony Edwards anymore. They traded away um, D'Angelo Russell. You yep. don't have Jared Vanderbilt in there. Minnesota is definitely the best is, matchup for them. When's Towns coming back? I don't know. I mean, okay. he's he's supposed to be reevaluated right before the end of the season. But the guy hasn't played in a long time. Maybe Minnesota won't make it. That's not a guaranteed thing. You asked me what the best matchup is, but the, my point is it's the playoffs. It doesn't matter. If you yeah. think that you got a chance to go to the Western Conference Finals, you're going to have to play somebody great in the second round. You're going to have to play somebody great after that. It's going to be a test for them in the first round, no matter who it is. Uh, this is all new for them. It's good experience. I, it, to me, the playoffs are the playoffs. You, you, if you spend your time worrying about who the best matchup is and why, what team you want to end up playing, that's just a way to get beaten easy in the first round. Yeah, Progressive G says Golden State would be scary, though. I mean – I would say statistically, Golden State might be a good matchup in the first round since they suck on the road, and if the Kings have home court advantage, that could help them. Um, but speaking about the Golden State Warriors, I mean, you know what's going on with Andrew Wiggins? I don't know what's going on with him. What a he's crazy been out for a long time. situation. They really need him. Yeah, it sounds like he's not going to return. 
This yeah. is like a leave of ab- absence. We have no idea why. Uh, rough. Yeah, very unfortunate. That's really, really rough. Do you think that's a reason? Because for Steph their and slide? Clay are playing so good right yeah. now. Do you think that's a reason for their slide or? or w- oh, it's definitely up there. I mean, he's one of their best defenders, if not the best defender at this point. Now with Draymond maybe declining a little bit, uh, but a guy that's a three-level scorer can can score with the best of them, can do anything really. Has turned himself into a very. He reminds me a lot of Kawhi Leonard now, uh, the way he plays today. So he was obviously instrumental, huge for them in their championship run last season. It's they're definitely missing him. That's a huge, huge hole. Definitely. Definitely. Well, we will see what happens. Uh, All right. I want to talk about the next game. But before we get there, I just what what happened to Matt Barnes? Do we know why you he's know, that's not? That's a good question, too. I was thinking about that the he other day. He was gone for a while. I was like, where is Matt Barnes? I haven't seen him. Well, I saw him just the other day. Oh, you did? Yeah, one of the last okay. home games he was there for. I was like, I, I haven't really seen Matt Barnes much. But you're right. He was absent for a while. Um, Progressive G, that's a rumor about Andrew Wiggins. They say that his best friend was messing with his wife and that his kid is really his best friend's kids. Wow, that's a crazy rumor. I hope that's not true. That would that would be horrible. That'd be absolutely horrible. Um man, I hope that's not true. That would suck. Anyways, let's talk about Monday's game against Utah. Yes, it is an earlier game. It is in Utah. It's the last game of this road trip before the Kings return home for four games. But Calvin and I will be Live, right after the game. We'll be right after the game. We'll be live here on YouTube and on Twitter Spaces. Calvin, um, not sure if Kevin Herter is going to play in this game. He is still listed as out. Trey Lyles is still listed as out. Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson are listed as out for the Utah Jazz. Obviously, these could change in the next two days. What are your thoughts on this matchup? This should be an, another exciting, entertaining game. I mean, these two teams, it's been a while since they faced off, but two games they played against each other this year decided by a total of three points. You had the Kevin Herter big three at the end to, to put the, the go-ahead shot for the Kings, and then the second game after that, De'Aaron Fox hits a big, big clutch bucket uh, with a couple seconds left. They inbound it deep to Laurie Markin, and he gets that catch off one foot, Yep. Three that goes in, but yep. it was after the buzzer. They've been very, very entertaining games. So I, I would expect, you know, Jordan Clarkson being out could be a huge thing for Utah. He's had two really good games against the Kings already this season. But Markinen is a very tough matchup for the Kings. Uh, it, you know, his ability to shoot over smaller defenders. He's played lights out this season. Walker Kessler is tough to score on inside. It, it should be a fun one. Yeah, I'm just going to say uh, – I think the Kings are peaking right now, Calvin. Um, I don't think it's too early. I think they're peaking at the right time. I think this is another game on the schedule, and they're just going to run right over this Utah Jazz team. I think the Kings are absolutely rolling right now. They're playing great basketball. Um, I I see no reason they lose this game. They should be. I mean, they'll be favored to win, and they should win. Let's let's hear your keys to the game. Number one is going to be clutch is spelled F-O. X. As I mentioned before, these two games that they've played against Utah already have both come down to the wire. Total uh, between the two games decided by a total of three points. Uh, it would be 
advantageous, would it not, Barry, to have the best clutch scorer in the NBA on your team for those games? Yeah, I heard they're changing the name of the award. It's going to be called the Deer and Fox Clutch yes. Player Award. Yes, that's good. That is a good name. Fox, uh, in <clears throat> the last meeting between these two teams, scored 22 of his 37 points in the fourth quarter. So if this game is close again, look for Fox to take over. Number two is going to be defending Markinen. As I mentioned, he's a really tough matchup problem for this team with his size. They don't have a ton of uh, wing defenders that have the length that can match up with him on the outside. He scored 64 points combined in the two games against Sacramento this year, and he has been a killer at the free throw line, which is going to go into my third key, and that's defend without fouling. Clarkson uh, and Markinen together in the two games. Markinen 18 of 18 at the line, Clarkson 10 of 11. The Jazz took a combined 59 free throws in both of those two games earlier in this year as, earlier this year as well. So definitely how do they defend Markinen being able to double him? We've seen that kind of scramble defense work for the Kings in the past where they force primary def- or primary offensive players uh, to get rid of the ball early. Um, we'll, we'll see how they, they defend. And, and Clarkson has been tough for them to stop as well. So, But defending without fouling in the game plan, for Laurie Markkinen, definitely trying to keep him off the foul line. Uh, I think they fouled him on a three-point field goal attempt like three or four times in those two games as well. So, Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. Tough game. The Jazz have been playing well. They just beat the Boston Celtics today, as we mentioned, 118-117. Laurie Markkinen's been absolutely killing it, Calvin. Uh, 30 points for him in three out of the last five games, 30-plus points. So he's absolutely been on fire. Uh, no game for them tomorrow, just like the Sacramento Kings. So both teams will be well-rested and in going into Monday's game. Uh, you got a prediction? Yeah, Kings, like you said, their offense is absolutely on fire right now and rolling. Um, I expect it to be a, a high-scoring game again between these two teams. Should be fairly close you know, in the fourth quarter until Fox and the Kings break free like they do normally in those situations. I will go Kings 127, Utah 120. Wow. Okay. Close game. Close game. Exciting game. Yeah. All right. That's going to be fun to watch. Last thing I want to talk about before we end the stream today, Calvin, and uh, that's realistic expectations for the NBA playoffs. You just heard from Nick. We're going all the way. We're going to the finals. Yeah, he's We're not the, the only championship. one. We heard that from Tanvir. Yep. I've heard from a lot, a lot of Kings fans, and I don't want to knock any of them because I, I totally understand. I love the enthusiasm. I want them to just ride that roller coaster and have fun. Um, but I want you to take your Kings hat off for a second uh, and tell me realistically, what are your expectations for this Kings team in the playoffs? How far do you think they realistically can go? And, uh, you know, at what point is this season a successful season for you if it's not already? Oh, it is absolutely already a successful season for me. I mean, this team was expected by most people, myself included, to be a playing team that could challenge for a first-round playoff series and maybe steal a game or two in the first round. Um, they're definitely going to surpass that. They're going to have home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. It's very possible that they win the division, which is, you can argue, is the toughest division in basketball. It is. 
it's absolutely already a successful season. That doesn't mean you stop now. You yeah. feel like you can get further. I, I think that the Kings definitely are, are going to be are going to have a very good chance to win whatever first round matchup it is that they get and go into the second round. Once you get to the second round, depending on where they finish seeding wise, if you're lucky enough to actually, if Denver keeps falling and you end up number one wow. in the West, that probably means you're going to get somebody like Phoenix in the second round Yeah, with a healthy Kevin Durant, supposedly. Maybe. That's a tough series for them to win. Yeah. I, I'm not saying they get swept. I'm not saying they're not competitive. I'm just saying that's a very tough series for them to win. If they end up being the number two seed, they probably get somebody like Memphis in the second round. John Morant will probably be back for that series. I don't know what Steven Adams' status is going to be like. The, yeah. That's an, an injury that is uh, becoming more and more worrisome for, worrisome for them by the, by the day. Again, a series that they should be competitive in, but it's going to be really tough to win a seven-game series against a team like that. So realistic expectations for me are they make the second round and they make some noise in the second round. I'm not saying that, that the Western Conference Finals is completely out of the question. But it's going to be really, really difficult for them to to be, uh, play playoff-style basketball, have enough defensive intensity, and get enough defensive stops against teams like that to win a seven-game series. Have you been reading my notes here, Calvin? Because no, we are on the exact same page. I think realistically, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself because, I mean, even if they lost in the first round, <laughs> knock on wood, I'm going to be upset, but I'll be happy. I do think this team will win a first-round playoff series. I think they're out in round two. Potentially, potentially could make it to the Western Conference Finals. I think that's the ceiling of this team this season. I think that there's a lot of positives to take away from this, no matter how far they make it. And they're going to have building blocks to help them get better next year and move on. And as teams like the Warriors get older, as teams like... Uh, you know, um, the Lakers get older, the Clippers, uh, what happens with the health of the of the um, Denver Nuggets and what eventually happens with that team. Yeah. Still don't know what's happening with the Grizzlies and John Moran and all that yep. situation. You know, this is the right combination for the Kings to continue that that hike up the hill to get closer to the mountaintop. So I think you're right. I think second round is, is pretty realistic for this team. Yep. And look, they've the Kings have surprised me all season long, pretty much every stage of the season. So do I hope that they surprise me again in the playoffs? Yes, absolutely. But playoff basketball is way different. I understand how good the Kings are offensively. It's just way, way different in the playoffs. Um, And if they have to go against a team like Phoenix, for example, I just don't know how – maybe Phoenix doesn't do a good job of defending Sacramento. I don't know how Sacramento is going to defend them with a healthy Kevin Durant and Devin Booker on the other side uh, and Chris Paul to break it all down. Chris Paul's I, never healthy in the playoffs either. That might be, but, yeah. but it's it's going to be a very, very tall task. Th- that goes without saying. It's the playoffs. But yeah. We're not looking to ditch, dodge any team, hide from anybody, wish for any injuries or anything on any other team. We just want our team to be the best team they can and and play the best they can, and we'll accept the results. As James says here, score more equals win every single time. 
That's yeah. exactly what the Kings are going to try and do in the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see whether whether it translates, right? As Tyrese Halliburton said, does the game translate? We'll see what happens when the playoffs start. But I, for one, am really, really excited to see the Kings in the playoffs. I know five is the magic number, but they're already there in my mind. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're, they're definitely coming down the stretch here with the, the hammer. Uh, they're going to be, like I said, they're going to have home court locked up here pretty soon. Yep. All right, guys, that wraps up the show tonight. But thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate you all for taking the time out of your day to hang out here with us. Please don't forget to smash up that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We'll be live Monday directly after the game. So as soon as it's over, come on over to us here at Royal Rebounds on YouTube. Calvin, any last words for the Royal family out there? Thanks for watching. Light the beam. Light the beam. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful night. In the meantime, go Kings. That's my bouncer right there. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.